cock check, cock check. A little bit about a tiny dick. Wow. Neat. I made it up all day today. It's like, I think I have a podcast tonight. Let's prepare a tiny dick joke with a microphone. (laughs) Nailed it. So I called into work and I sat down and started writing. (laughs) Dude, one of those days, woke up at three in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep. So here I am. (laughs) I had to go... Took a road trip out to Rochester today, but um, you will be proud of me What's that? on the road trip. So it was, it was like a van journey. I sat with my friend and we did three crossword puzzles on the journey. Wow. Feel like a genie ass today. Wow. So it wasn't uh, it was, a work-based trip. It was. Um, okay. <laughs> I was going to say Rochester. Was it a Wegmans thing? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was fine. Whatever. You know, work. Just checking out the corporate shit. Not a big deal, but um, yeah, did like three crosswords and we saw today's Wordle. So uh, I'm as fresh as I did too. My brain's firing. Yeah, I did. I already forgot what it was. It took me five. Stone, stove. Spoiler alert. If you're watching live. Oh, if you're you're watching live, which we do not offer, um, it is stone. I know what's terrible Hmm. is when your brain goes too rogue when it when it's not appropriate to yet. So I had S T O blank E and I go, Oh, it's probably tricky. Stoke like to stoke a fire. And I'm like, well, if it's not K, would it, Oh, there's an N still. I'm like, Oh, is it stone? That's, that's a lot easier. So I'm, I, so what I'm trying to get to is I'm too clever and creative for Wordle. can't believe I have the energy. I almost thought about calling in sick to the podcast, but I didn't. I don't know what excuse I was yeah. going to make up, but um, I just did the genie. I did this at work the other day. <laughs> Somebody was, one coworker was talking to the other and Christina Aguilera was on the radio or the in-store, you know, program. And I don't know what they were talking about, training about something. And I just went, did the little, did the genie in the bottle. Got a nice little chuckle. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't know if they knew the reference, but. I did. That's, <laughs> see, and that's the important part is that <laughs> if they didn't understand the reference, then it just makes you look insane. Yeah. Like, are you, you swimming? I don't understand. Hey, if we, we so laugh, will go doing? away. Yeah. It doesn't matter why they're laughing. If they're laughing, it's fine. With me, at me, at me, with me, mostly at me. But yeah, hey, that's at me. Ready Player Jones, follow. Look at that plug. Welcome to Strangely Familiar. What is this, a program? Is this a show with stuff and people and wow. Let's go. Episode 35. Look at us. Just real wow. top notch. Um, boy, I thought I was sharp. <laughs> but I'm telling you, getting to the end of this hour is going to be like, because all I want to do is take a nap. Our, the Giants play tonight. They got to get killed at football. I have a big bet on the 49ers to win. So yeah, I uh, love it. Nothing like betting against your team. Yep. Um, well, betting I was on reminded, your team just doesn't make sense. Um, I forgot. I remembered a story. It was fantasy football related, um, sort of. But I forgot to tell you the time I once. Did you ever ever hitchhiked before, successfully? Have, have I ever hitchhiked? Yeah. No, no, I've never pulled it off. So in twenty twelve ish. So of course you know still in my no car days. Um, but I went to a bar for a fantasy football draft that was run by a guy who was a bartender and was like, cool, these are my friends now. <laughs> I, I hang out with the bar flies cause I don't know anybody else in Austin. <laughs> I'm still yet to meet my crew, uh, after the Perfect. breakup. And yeah, it was an in-person fantasy football draft, which you don't see a lot now, which means seven hours of drinking and people getting belligerent. Um, mostly people I didn't know, 
uh, two of them really hated each other by the end of the night, I guess, because they got in a fight and stuff got thrown <laughs> like all over. And I was like, I got to get out of here. the draft? So they, yeah. Oh, no. So the guy who drove me, I think might have been involved in the fight or something. We're trying to break it up. And I was like, I don't know any of these people well enough to stick around for this. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. So I just, uh, I'm leaving. And I think it was, there was an era in Austin of the smart car where you could like rent it temporary and then park it and leave it it was a great system it was like before uber and lyft but they had these little it was ca- called car to go and you would um yeah you just have a membership and you tap a little card on the windshield of these little smart cars if you could find one on your phone and you just drive it to wherever you're going as long as it's parked in the street you end your rental so it's like a micro rental of a car um not super efficient as because sometimes you know if they're not near you then you're fucked but anyways there wasn't any one of those around if there was I was probably too drunk to take it. So I was like, hey, let me go walk down to the main drag over here and I'll just hitchhike home. <laughs> Duh. Super easy. This is the way to do it. And uh, yeah, get out there. Walking on the street. Thumb out. Here we go. I think actually, you know what? I think I was just going to walk home, but it probably would have been like an hour long walk home. I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Stick the thumb out. What could go wrong? Um, nothing for me, actually. But I couldn't believe it. I got picked up. I got in the front seat. I didn't know what to do. I've never done it before. I, you know, I didn't want to treat, be like a little driving Miss Daisy scenario. I was like, I'm going to get in the front seat. It was like this beautiful college girl. Blonde. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you picking what? me up? Psychopath. <laughs> do you know how <laughs> you unsafe doing? this is? I know. Yeah, no, it's going to be up to the right. But why are you picking me up? And I don't remember. Yeah, you're definitely in a position at that like, point. At that point in time, meaning that time of day, where you were coming from, yeah. what you had been doing, and where you were in life, you were not the one to be giving like life yeah. tips. You're like, let me tell you what you're doing wrong in your life. Yeah, it must have been dark enough, but I don't know. It was, it was you know, it was a, a precocious era, you know, for the the Austinites. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still that mm-hmm. hippie, crunchy vibe, just a community, you know. Um, so it was cool. It was like one of the most genuinely cool moments I've ever had. Just single serving friend for that little bit got hitchhiked it was great i don't remember if i had cash or if i gave her a tip or whatever but didn't make it didn't do anything like creepy like you think i would i didn't like try to get her number or do anything because it was like it's such a solid awesome one-time experience that i was like i want us both to come from this and be like that was swell but i really hope you stop doing it and if i hope you're still alive person because that, that is be- as poor decision making i'm gonna say on your part uh, I rarely say this, but you're lucky it was me. <laughs> uh, but you're you, lucky I, yeah. I'm not weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't like, know how to reassure someone. Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, I was living in one of those apartment complexes ahead. where you had to like drive into it. So it wasn't like on the street. You had to like drive. Oh yeah. No, it's back. It's the back of the complex. Yeah. So go for, you know, yeah. really hit. no, Let's let's find under that big elm tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's good. Got right over by those rust, right over by those right over by those rusty knives. Just park over there. I'm right yeah, over there. Yeah, by that dumpster. No, behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got third in the league that year. Should have got my hundred dollars back because that's what was written. And then I tried to get it. Like I was like, oh no, it just gets forwarded ne- to next year. And I was like, what? No, it's not a next year. <laughs> I was like. And then I, that was like an unfriending because he was like a cool, I mean, I had hung out with this guy a few times, um, like went to watch baseball at his place. He used to make hot dogs and chili, like the cheap kind. <laughs> that was the kind of hang I would indulge in, but just used to dole out free shots. I mean, ultimately kind of a cool dude, but got messy and gambling and stuff like that. So okay. I think he needed the money, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. So I was like, cool. Well, guess what? Facebook unfriend later. Whoa! See you never. Wow, dude. Mm -hmm. That unfriending only cost a (laughs) hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't even know who I'm saying wins that whole thing, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, being the outside person for a fantasy football league, I uh. Yeah, varying degrees. I am uh, in in some of the leagues that I'm in. Yeah, that could be interesting. But it's it's really, I mean, you don't have a lot of opportunities 
otherwise to meet other dudes after you hit 30. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, especially now for me, it's like working at home after, you know, and hitting 40, I'm like, I don't know where you think I'm going to meet new humans, but it doesn't really happen. Like, mm, I don't know. Single serving friends. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So now it's like you find people that can relate to you about something and just have that moment. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, you're in line, whatever. You're just out, uh, you know, at a bar, sitting outside at a bar somewhere. And uh, you're like, hey, I need, uh, does anybody have sunblock? I got this, uh, I got to put it on my bald spot. And then other guy's like, hey, yeah, you know, pass me some too. Just like one of those moments of the stranger's like, hey, we both have a bald spot we need sunblock for. And that's the extent of the new relationships, the start and the end of them. But they can be pleasant because yeah. there's no commitment. It's a beauty. That's true. That's true. It's easy. You can, you only have positive memories about it if you have memories. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if it's memory worthy, it's only a positive thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Wow. wow this is really kind of, yeah, it's kind of hard. Like, see, I, I'm tough. I, I thrive on stuff like that. And I'm trying to be less dependent on friendships got to find happiness outside of the friendships got to find happiness in the stuff not the people um wait you're trying to find happiness in stuff wait maybe i misunderstood what do you mean yeah like not be so heavily reliant on social interaction like i'm trying to become more self-servient with interests and content so less reliant on what are the next things I'm doing with people and stuff like that. Got to find more solo projects and things of that nature that I activities that I find interesting that don't require other people. Um, did you get dumped? (laughs) No. Okay. All right. No, I really got to find a lot of things I can do by myself right now. (laughs) No, (laughs) I mean like not, I big crowds because I've always gravitated towards like groups and, and, and doing big activities and going places with people and hanging out in large functions and stuff. And it's just like, that's just hard to pull off these days. So there's got to yeah, find was, better I mean, hobbies. Even sometimes like, cause I'm definitely introverted wherein like, yeah, again, I need to energize, recharge my batteries alone. But I think like last week or the week before I noticed it might've been two days. I think I had two days off in a row. And maybe we recorded the pod one day, but then funked like one of those days I just spent on the kayak by myself fishing. And then the other day I was like gaming or editing something. And I was like, at the end of the second day, I was like, shit, I haven't really seen or talked to anybody. And I was like, usually I like that. But for some reason this time it hit me differently. I was like, I wish I would have had some kind of <laughs> interaction or gone out, you know, it would have been a good day to go to the bar or like just randomly like meet somebody. And then it was almost too late because it was like the end of my second day in a row and right. like, well, it's too late to like make plans or do something with somebody and i was like i gotta figure out this balance because usually easy easy peasy just hang out by yourself play some games you know start you know what you know get that football football lineup ready start prepping for the nhl season you know move some monies around you know make some sensible amazon purchases all the fun stuff <laughs> and i was like something's missing you know human the human touch the human love mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Sometimes it's not enough to just love yourself or pretend that you do or go through the motions. What? Oh, no. Is <laughs> that something? Yeah, just my, my feelings, my tired ass feelings. No, I'm just like realizing, I, you know, I think I'm coming into a space where I'm, I, want, I want people more. I want to hang out more and, you know, have somebody in my life special or otherwise mm-hmm. um, i'm maturing this pod is making me mature maturing <laughs> yes mature yeah yeah so how are you that's gonna do that? how are you gonna this pod's doing is is absolutely making me feel more mature yeah i mean you dude think about how it. do you, you how are you gonna about, what, what you hobbies are you gonna acquire in like three weeks what yeah. well i can't my poop's <laughs> gonna get <laughs> dude i love that we still have a subtle delay that 
I love rewatching these and going like, oh, that must have been a delay right there. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. Here's hoping. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah what's your what, what are you going to do? What's your hobby? Do you have hobbies in sight? Do you have a mech? Do you have a way I, I you want to approach want, it? I, it sounds wing bad because it? it sounds like it's almost like counterproductive to a hobby, but I want it to be practical. I want my hobby to have value. Okay. So. Now, is it is value of a hobby in the idea that you have gotten the satisfaction out of the hobby and that's its value? Or does it need to have practical value outside of you doing the actual hobby? I lean on like the journey in itself. Well, I try to lean on like the idea, like pursuing the idea as like fulfilling. Does it work all the time? I don't know. But I think in retrospect, it can like just the search for it. Not necessarily the act of it, but okay. I don't know. I guess you'll have to figure that out for yourself, huh? Oh my God. Can't someone just tell yeah. me how to feel fulfilled? <laughs> Jeez. Oh my like what? God. Do you be I'm a already do- willing do wanna... to do it. Just someone else come yeah. up with it. Like what? Woodworking? Do you want to make money on it? Like, do you want to get baseball Something cards like and sell them? Well, that, I mean, that. Uh... See, I just, I have zero collecting and like making barter movements and stuff just does not seem like that. I would, I just assume I'm like, you will buy a lot of baseball cards. That'll be worth nothing. And you will make $0. You will lose a lot of money. You're not capable of understanding a hobby like that. So I'm a real go-getter and a real positive thinker, but no, I, I honestly, I could never fathom doing that stuff. Now, I don't know, like that's kind of maybe that's why I always said like I want to like a part time job to earn money because then it's like, well, it's kind of like a hobby if I'm earning money. But is it a hobby if you're just an employee of something? So I don't know. I don't make anything. I don't make goods. What if you just run more? (laughs) Do a Forrest Gump thing. Just keep running, running. Am I supposed to go fund me for that? Am I supposed to be like a little kid with like a sign up sheet where you pledge money for how how much I run? <laughs> Can I just do yeah, that? Yeah. Is that a thing? Can yeah. I just Oh, what are you raising funds for? Me. What do you mean? Like I just want money because I want you to pay me because I'm a fat guy and I'm running and that's not what fat guys do. So like I want you to pay me per lap because I'm going to go to the benefiting the Jeffrey House. Right, and I'm going to run on this track and earn money doing it because it's out of character. Nobody thinks I can do it. Do you one of those? Yeah. yeah. I have no believers. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely nothing illegal about making a fake reason to set up a GoFundMe. There's mm, yeah. no, there's definitely nothing illegal about that. Yeah. There's a lot of things illegal to, about that. You can't do that. A, you can't make up a reason for people to donate to you. Yeah. The fun for people who don't have hobbies or don't know how to get hobbies. We want to connect them with the right hobbies. See, but that's bullshit because then I'm earning money to start something I have zero intent of doing. What do you mean by value? What I guess for you, what does value mean? Like, what about writing? Just writing, but just for yourself. Nobody else would read it. But would you? What the fuck's the point? No. No. What about writing for people who would read it? I don't even know. I'm not that good of a writer. What do I write about? I don't even have anything to write about. Uh, You could write about, um, you should write a play. (laughs) A play? Yeah, start there. How do people even write plays? How long is a play? However long, you know what? Don't get restricted. (laughs) Don't get restricted. Are there like 20 minute plays? Is that a thing? Like, are there like, opening mm-hmm. plays like when you go to the play is there an op- like you go to see a band and there's an opening band is there an opening play like a 20 minute play that no one went to see but you get exposed to it anyway and maybe you'd like support that play and you're like wow i'd like to know more about this playwright because they have a 20 minute play that there i can kind of be exposed to a, maybe a play about a play <laughs> should i kind of start the industry of opening plays and try to get myself on an existing play and be like, well, I'm here to offer you a 20 minute play that goes on before your play. So as people are sitting down and kind of filing in, they're going to see a free play 
when they're here to see your play. My play is going to be shorter, right to the point. That that's yeah. an industry I could start. That's not even a, start like a one like, yeah one man show. Just you know that's everybody's a fucking stand up comedy. Just got the cigarette. That's comedy. I remember when that's these, not a play. Yeah. No, you have you talk to the guitars. They're the they're the other characters. One man. Why are there one man, two guitars? <laughs> That's going to give the wrong impression of what the kind of yeah. play you talk people to them, are going to say. It's like a modern guitar and a vintage guitar. And hey, you're not going to understand this, but uh, old Strat over here, he knows he knows when these were five dollars a pack. It's when I peaked. You know, when leather shoes were thirteen cents. And I have two shits to give, and one of them was for you. I don't know. <laughs> Why am I sense, talking but... guitars? You just jumped into guitars. When did did I miss a guitar part? Well, it's before the show, isn't it? Before a concert? No, damn it! I said it's like how you go to a concert and you go to see a show, but there's an opening act. I uh, want this to be for people who are going to see a play, but they get to see a free opening play before their play that they're there for. So I'm already playing to the play crowd. It's just well, a shorter play. Good. I can see now that you're really passionate about this. And I think, you well, I'm getting it. frustrated. I don't know if frustration is coming from the same yeah. place as passion, yeah, sure. but I mean, you're we good. can start there. You're exhibiting your passion and there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about this? Write a list of ideas of things that you might like. <laughs> Did you ever consider making a list? What is making a list of things I might like? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, man. How am I supposed Maybe to identify if I might man, like something? Man, that's really hard. I'm just going to empathize. Boy, it must be really hard to figure out what you might like doing. I can't even understand. I'm really sorry. Well, Jeff, Shit, if you don't have an suck. idea for the play, man, <laughs> I fucking hate you. See, it's patronizing. That's not helpful. That's patronizing. There's a fine line between empathy and chastising. Mm. I'm so sorry about your fine line. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry. I heard about your play. <laughs> Didn't. All right. So the option is either make a play about plays, make a one man play where I talk to guitars, make a pre-play play an op or an opening play, if you will, or make a list of things I might like, which I think was supposed yeah. to get me to what I would write the play about. But now I'm just more concerned with making a list, but maybe making lists is my hobby. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe do you want to start a Pinterest for yourself? <laughs> Isn't a that Pinterest? A list? Isn't Pinterest is the thing that um a lot of girls who I know and respect like to use. <laughs> they they like have their hobbies <laughs> and their shit and they pin stuff like crafts and tattoos and uh nails styles and trips and all kinds of stuff. You just pin it to your board and it's like your dream journal or something. So if you start one of those, you can have it on there. Like, let's say, I don't know, all of a sudden you get into jack-o'-lantern carving. It's the time of the year. You know, how about it? <laughs> you know, why don't you carve, um, you know, you're really into t-shirts. What if you carve t-shirts into jack-o'-lanterns? I don't know. I'm just tossing things out here. Or, dude, create t-shirts. There you go. I don't know. The one that says, like, uh, I forgot the line. You know, from the OC, Orange County. Make a t-shirt that says, what's Jack Black's line? Uh, talk to the hand. I don't know. Talk to the hand. <laughs> That's it. Oh, yeah. Talk to the hand or something. Dude, dude you love T-shirts. I do love T-shirts. How about this week? You come up with a T-shirt idea and you bring it to class next week. <laughs> dude, let's okay. each do it. Let's each make down. a T-shirt this week. Dude, we're each going to make a T-shirt this week. Boom. We've come up with a hobby. Yay. Make <laughs> Yay. T-shirt idea. <laughs> Okay, does it have to have graphic to it? Should we try to like get that elaborate? It can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you want to. I mean, all right. We can go on the iron on letter style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe it's merch. Maybe we think about merch. It doesn't have to be. It could be anything. Oh. Dude, don't don't worry about what it has to be, okay? You just uh. do you. You know what? I want you to be happy and I want you to be okay being alone. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. 
What'd you do this weekend, Jeff? I sat home and made t-shirts. Or I at least thought mm-hmm. of t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, yeah I, thought, I thought of t-shirts I could make. Yeah. Doesn't that make That's me sound nice. like I'm not all there? Like, what'd you do this weekend? I sat at home by myself um, and I thought about t-shirts I could make. Oh, that's very nice, Jeff. Do you want to share with the class your t-shirt ideas? No. No. I didn't finish thinking. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be good. I started to think of them and then I didn't. They'll be blue um, um, and and green and I could do them in red. (laughs) You start rambling off. (laughs) Yeah, they can be good. Any color that you like. You know, uh, so yeah. last week's homework, I don't know if you remembered it, but I i wanted it. It was the end of the podcast, and I just remembered a moment in my life where I watched something on TV as it happened that kind of has become a meme, and it's one of my favorite things to remember. So it was February of 2012, okay. living with my roommate, Brett. We were just watching ESPN on like a Sunday, <clears throat> you know, just like probably football was on, or maybe it was like, it might have been like when football game started, but like you didn't turn over yet to the CBS and all of a sudden bowling's on ESPN because okay. they had to, you know, have that counter programming. So they're watching bowling and uh, uh, Pete Weber's on, who I remember, because uh, my buddy Tozer from college knew because he was like all into bowling about any of those guys. Oh, he's like the, he's like the, he's the bad boy of bowling, Pete Weber there. And I was like, oh, oh man, the bad boy of bowling. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Gee willikers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, this is very exciting. So when it came on, I think I might have told Brett that or, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I was like, oh, this is like, we should watch this is like this guy when he's on, he's like always oh, crazy, you know, he's crazy, the bad boy of bowling, you know? And uh, sure enough, we're watching it. And he does the most um epic celebration in bowling history that everybody knows. It's become a meme. Maybe some people haven't, but I I'm gonna share it here. Um, because it's just watching it live, and I was like, I can't believe that just did he just say, because I remember we had, it was like, especially the early, we had like the AT&T cable box where you could like the DVR where you could rewind it. I was like, did he just do what, what did he just say? <laughs> he just that said sentence this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing we've ever heard. And we were just dying. Um, and yeah, here wow, it is. Wow, you this saw the this thing live? Seen on TV. Yes. Yeah, so we watched it as it happened. So Pete Weber, this is for to win. He's in the 10th frame going to win the U.S. Open. Strike to claim it a strike to claim it and he got it that is why i did it that's another five are you kidding me that's right who do you think you are i am Oh man! The visuals so oh, man. good the, too. Uh, like the visuals, yeah. so insane. It's so good. Who do you think you are? I, I am. And the best part too is like, so we're watching it because, like, his wife's cheering him on the whole time, or she's nervous, but she looks like she's like an '80s hair metal wife, or she's still got the long bleach blonde hair, and like, oh, whoa, yikes! Um, and. uh She's got like the bangs. Like you, you can just tell she's dying to go outside for a smoke. <laughs> they're just like they're just like Florida people that are on TV. And he just happened to win this thing. He's got the best announcer. The announcer for that was Gary Thorne, who used to call the ESPN like Stanley Cup playoff games in the 90s. The best announcer. And of course, he's calling this thing. And now is it who do you think you are? I am. And I just and you know, it just happens to be one of the greatest moments. Um, in television sports history, and I'm glad I got to witness it. Wow. Um, yeah, I can't. Think, you know, who do you think you are? I, I am. I am. I'm not a hundred percent certain that it would be called one of the greatest sports moments. However, but it's it's not one of the greatest sports moments because it's just it's all comedy. It's at his expense. Yeah. Like yeah. it is laughing at someone. So like, I don't know that it's a great sports moment because it's not about his accomplishment it's his reaction to the accomplishment but it it's is so weird because now who do you think and it is funny every time yeah. you see it it literally it's never not funny and who do you think you, you are i am is so it. yeah it's so known now that it almost like makes sense because you've heard it so many times but when you're watching it if you try to remove yourself from knowing it and just watch it, <laughs> who do you think you are i am is you can't it's untouchable it's like all right i retire like you just 
you just gut punched me. <laughs> you just kicked me in the dick. I am walking away. I can't come back from that. <laughs> it's, it's a beauty. It's a real beauty. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, don't know if I, mean, I don't know if you can match that. I mean, it's hard to think of like, because we all that's seen, what I'm like, trying to think of is like, like cultural events that were taking place and on TV. Um, I mean, or if you were at one, I don't know. Honestly, I just remembered that, and I was like, I got to talk about this. That I saw this live on TV. Oh, see, that's that's oh, a, that's, that's a lot harder. Yeah. So I offered you an opportunity, really, but just to give myself a platform. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give that. I'll give the easiest one that probably you know okay. comes to mind is for for recent history. It's literally the the 2016 election and going to sleep when it was still being debated oh and then and then waking up and i woke up before i had to get up for work and i checked my phone and i'm like looking at it and saw that like trump won and i'm like that can't be right i'm like <laughs> yeah oh holy shit i'm like donald trump <laughs> the guy from tv is the yeah. president i'm like this seems fake what in the like hell is going knew, on here? Everyone knew Hillary is, you know, was a dumpster fire. And I'm like, but the politician's yeah. going to win. Nobody this. was happy to have her, but it was like, she's got to win. Yeah. She's like, like a, I don't know. I'm just like, like and, and I'm saying this objectively. I'm just like, because I have no, I have no allegiance or desire for Hillary Clinton either. But I'm just like, well, she's the politician. She's going to win. We're all blown away that he won the Republican ticket. That yeah. was weird. But. It is what it is. And we're like, but she's going to win. Yeah. The apprentice and then host she... is in the election. That's funny. <laughs> right. And then she, he won. And I'm just like, <laughs> so like, how does this work now? I go, is this Ashton Kutcher's greatest punk ever? I'm like, it just didn't like, yeah, it's nothing about policies and stuff. I'm like, this Dingleberry on the TV won. I'm like, the t just a TV guy. I go, he just talked his way into this. I go, he talked his way into a nomination then talked his way into election. I'm like, and literally at that point, to be honest with you, I just basically wrote off any faith in like the two party system and being because I'm like, we have two piles of shit going for election. I'm like, I guess this is just what we do now. Like, so honestly, if you could pinpoint my loss of faith in democracy, it was then and, and it's more so on the grand scheme and it hasn't redeemed itself because then the election between him and Biden was just like, oh, whoever wins will be now the oldest president ever in American history. I go, well, that's a fucking problem because we shouldn't be like trending in that direction. Like we need older, older, more incapable. Like, let's go for someone in their 90s. Fuck it. Let's get weird. I'm like neither of you are appropriate. So the good news is, is we have never been in more of a situation where we're just electing one dumb dumb over another and so well the good thing yeah. is they're gonna do it again and they're four years older you it's bet such a bummer it makes me sad it is it, it is a very sad state of affairs if you think america's the greatest country in the world you're an idiot um because we let it get to this point and i i don't know but so yeah i mean cultural event that's i remember it vividly waking up looking over at my phone and then being like huh so so now what and then like, and like, I mean, obviously you go into an office building, I go into the office and that's all people are talking about and discussing like weird, really, really weird. But yeah, that's what came to mind. So that was when I lost my faith in democracy. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> you saw that? You saw that happen? <laughs> you yeah. were there? Yeah. yeah. Um. That was a solid complaint about democracy. So, 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 segue. Complain is one of our three words. Complain, vague, and east from Caitlin. One of our YouTube, one of our fine YouTube uh, viewers. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she subscribed. You know, hit that mm -hmm. notification bell. That way you know when it comes out, you know, you'll know Ooh. when the. The That's handy. Out. It is weekly, though. Um, I bet if you're listening to this right now, you've made it very deep into an episode, and I'm really proud of you. Um, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. I don't know how you've that you done haven't it. skipped to the next thing. Yeah, good for you. 
But I gotta imagine there's more of this show you haven't seen. So go ahead and watch it. Or don't. There's a lot of mm-hmm. good shows out there. Um, and ours is one of them, you know? We're certainly at yeah, least on not the same, the on the same <laughs> part. Yeah. On the same screen, we have one of the not worst Strange shows familiar. ever. Yeah. You can watch Breaking Bad again. Um, or us. Whatever. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all on the same platform. We're right now you <laughs> We're can all watch us space. and you can watch us on YouTube and you can hear us on a podcast as well. I'm looking to get to that next level where you can smell us, um, taste and feel us. So we have gotten two of the senses yeah. down, but I'm looking to go all five. And maybe if where there's time, we'll consult M. Night Shyamalan about somehow harnessing the sixth sense as well. But we got two senses down, folks. We're going for the we're going for all five. Cause we mm-hmm. care. Cause we it's 2023 yeah. and it's time we embrace the technology and i'm pretty sure taste sm- us yeah taste right. us strange fam huh. <laughs> feel us you look <laughs> smell us smell us oh yeah do it mm-hmm. all yeah so i'm excited the three so words what's your complaint what's your complaint east Bay complain well i don't know if i have a complaint per se um i feel like my complaints go away a lot we sort of talked about it i'm not i don't have the uh the constitution to like continue a complaint i sort of like the idea though i was thinking about complaining whatever they are like my complaints are sometimes about complaining or it's like little shit at work that i'm like ah, whatever it ends up going over but i i you know i love savoring is the moments when somebody around you is complaining to like whether it's to somebody at a restaurant or whatever in the checkout line i mean not when i'm at work but maybe i'm in line i'm just like hey just you can you can go. Just keep going. You're just tell them like, hey, that's rude. Just letting them know, or just having a moment, letting them complain, and then you look at the person, so you can have that eye contact where you're like, no, they're they're the asshole. Because it's just that camaraderie of like recognizing when somebody in public who's complaining for a really shitty reason is being a shitty person, and it's like I really I enjoy that. I enjoy having that moment with somebody of like locking eyes and just doing the. Like the wide eyes, like, holy shit. Like, we're on the same boat. We just want this all, we all want this to be over, like, real quick, right? And you're like, yeah, okay, just, hey, don't engage it. Like, somehow we know it's like, don't engage it. It's going to go away. Like, just that <laughs> savoring that moment of like, and then they walk away and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, what was, was that? Then you always about? say the same shit of like, man, imagine being that guy, having to live that guy's life every day. And you're like, yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah, that's what I thought of. I don't know. Cause probably a million complaints I do have, but I just, you know, those moments don't get, um, lot enough. Let me ask you this though. Sharing a moment. Have you ever witnessed a complaint? Um, let's add a business, let's say. So witness someone complaining, but that you sided with the complainer about the ludicrousy of the business. Cause we always think about the times that we see people wrongfully complaining, but have you ever seen someone have the interaction with the associate and the, the business be wrong and you're just like what the hell is going on here i probably have but usually i try not they to add into the that. energy of it but i don't i can't recall something in particular do you have something i don't that's why i was curious um it's but, almost like it's like let that person complain for you you know it's like oh let them be the asshole about it you know and i'm like oh i kind of agree with you but i'm gonna let you like the problem take the, problem the heat on this is, one is, is i am someone who voices their opinion not that is a problem for some yeah. people. No, but it's there's a fine line between voicing your opinion and being constructive about it and voicing your opinion and not having it heard. So you have to be aggressive enough that you stand your ground and get something out of it. Like get things resolved, but you don't want to be a dick. So you can't be subtle and you want to be calm, but sometimes they don't take you seriously. So it's a fine line to walk and that's, that's a, that's a struggle sometimes, but I have no problem complaining because I, I, I feel that I'm quite rational with my expectations. So I get more mad at people mindlessly complaining because I'm like, you're ruining it. You're crying. You're the boy who cried wolf. So that when I actually have a problem that I need addressed, 
they aren't going to listen to me because they've dealt with your bullshit earlier. It's all an execution. That's what it is. Like when people come into the store or whatever, and they're like, Hey, there was this, like, obviously, you know, I just, I honestly don't do this. And it's just like, um, I, you know, I bit this and had something hard. I was like, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. But they come in yelling and like looking for somebody to blame. And like, just every time I come in here, you guys treat me like shit. And I'm like, do we? Cause I don't know you, but if we do, maybe you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. Like, like right. part of, I mean, a lot of it is like how you handle it. And like, um, just being a human, like, I think there's a way to be mad and constructive and complain and do it in a way that's effective. <laughs> maybe not enough people have learned it. Cause I guess, cause when you're doing it, usually you're in the heat of the moment. So that makes sense. It's hard to do. I'm curious as to how someone, something happens at a grocery store that puts that person in the heat of the moment. Like what, what issues are people bringing that are that dire? Oh, anything like, especially dude, the biggest complainers are the people that have a soft life in a way. Like, like what is there to complain about in Auburn? Cause it's not about, do you know that stuff to complain about is there's nothing to do here. Um, there's not any real restaurants. There's not real entertainment coming through. It's the same shit every day, but that's what people who live here like most of them. They like to do that. So you got to come up with other things to complain about. Like he didn't double bag. It's like, it's like a little shit. Like that guy didn't say thank you to me. It's like, what the fuck is shit? This is taking me four minutes too long. And it's like, what, what else are you going to do? Like, honestly, like, I mean, appreciate your time, but it's like, what, like you're just looking to complain for, for something like your life is so easy that you get to complain about the minutia of going to the grocery store and little things, you know, if that works you up for the day, like you must be living a pretty peachy life. I got to say, everything must be fantastic. Or as people just complain all the time about every little thing. I think it's maybe more of that, but just can never be happy. I don't know which one it is. Uh, yeah, there's a, guy, there's a woman people... who comes through a line. There's a kid who's like new. It's like 15, 16. He's definitely on the spectrum, like the autism spectrum. He can barely talk to people, but people come through and he's like, he was really rude to me. He barely said anything. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, he's a teenager. It's his first job, and he's on the autistic spectrum for sure. So um, good job reading that one. <laughs> yeah, so, right. solid, oh, solid, solid human. Yeah, solid human plays there. Yeah. The guy with no arms didn't what wave at me when is... I came in. That was offensive. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. What would you think would be a fair complaint about you? Like from somebody close to you, man. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've had a few over Fair the years, complaint. but I think whatever it says, like I can probably be too, especially in serious moments, be a little too glib or sarcastic or not take things seriously or appear that I'm not taking things seriously. Um, I think there's times I don't have the energy to listen to somebody, but instead of saying it, I just don't listen to people and just hope it, you know, and don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, mm, I probably do get worked up over small stuff. That's like really weird to get worked up over. Like I'm not looking for like resolution. I have two, I have too much expectations for everyone to only operate how I think is rational mm. and reasonable. Dude, that's a very therapeutic point right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'll complain about something and I'll hear it too sometimes. Like, but I can see in their looks that they're like, you shouldn't concern yourself with pe how people are doing this. Like there is an option, which is just ignoring this. And I, and I hate that just ignore it. And that's probably a big flaw of mine too, is I'm like, no, fix it. As opposed to just ignore it. When the real answer is it's just okay to just ignore it. Like you'll get the same result. I think I won't. And I think that, well, the best way for this pro to not be a problem anymore is for them to fix what they're doing. But in reality, it's like, well, that's not going to happen. And I, and I'm bad at accepting that a lot of stuff like that isn't going to happen. You have to change the way that you react and interpret things as opposed to hoping the outside variable changes or demanding that it does because you think it's a simple fix. So I think I see things as a simple fix and other people go like, yeah, but that's not going to change. I do that in my personal life, my work life, everything. 
and it sucks. It's annoying. I hate my brain. Well, it's a hard way to live. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a real yeah. hard way to live. A lot of unsuccessful never, stories I mean, with that. Yeah. It'll never be the way you want it to be in your whole life. Correct. <laughs> like, always. Correct. Yeah. And Correct. But, you know what? Maybe we need people like you that put the pressure on. Just to have that balance, you know? But just do you think- so you say you're saying that the best the best quality I have is that when people want to be complacent with things, I chime in and go, don't fucking take that from them. You don't have to take. Yes, that. it is. Yeah. You're the guy that's complaining out loud and I'm the one over there going, yeah, yeah. Tell him, give it to him. <laughs> yeah. I think that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. There's a place for you in the world, but yeah, I can understand. I mean, Especially if it happens with everything, like does it have the same gravity for even small issues, stuff like that, or um, no, it's not always the same gravity. Um, Duration is the extent. Smaller stuff I complain about in smaller bursts. Bigger issues I can go longer at, but I probably have the same intensity for every issue, which is aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I never used to be that way either growing up. Never. I never, I, I wasn't that guy. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like decided to find my voice and then it kind of just kept snowballing, like rolling down the hill and just became a lot larger. And now it's like, I'm going to voice my opinion on a lot of things. And, and of course, like you're saying is that like you with serious issues, regardless of the nature of it or the severity, I'm probably going to get angry enough that it turns into like satire and comedy. And it's like, people are like, Oh, he's just having yeah, fun absurd. with that. I'm like, no, I'm actually yeah. angry, but my anger is best expressed in mockery and stuff like that. Some people appreciate yeah. it. Some people, it, it lessens the severity for them. So I don't know. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I get, yeah, kind of mockish a little bit when things happen like that. But sometimes I, I think I have a read on my, like I can have like resting bitch face a lot, especially at work or things like that, where it's like people are like, oh, you seem like you're mad. And I'm like, I am, <laughs> or like one of those. Um, but sometimes I'm not, and I just am that way. And I, I just look that way. And that's kind of a bummer that I appear that way. Um, but it's weird. Like, I think a fair complaint would be like, I think when my energy's right and I want to engage with people, like I, they get all my attention. I'll really listen, engage. But if I'm not, I just kind of go through the motions, but I don't really communicate that I'm going through the motions per se. Ah. Like sometimes I just want to be like, I don't want to do this. And I've gotten better at it sometimes to be like, like sometimes somebody will ask me a question and it's like earnestly asking me a question and they care. And I just got to be like, you know, do I give a half ass answer? But I don't want to do that to my friends or people I care about. So then I just got to be like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I I don't know when I will or if I want to. And it doesn't mean I don't want to or to you. It's just I don't know how else to say it because I don't want to be like an asshole. Right. Yeah. My history is like just being an asshole or just being like, yeah, whatever. It was fine. Yeah. And it's like, and then like just shutting down to trying to like avoid a conversation or something like that. Whereas I should just be like, hey, I... I don't know. I'm not in the, don't have the vibe, don't have the energy for this. Um, I anticipate how people are going to react and that's what gets me in trouble. I think I know how they're going to react to my answer. And so I just shut down. And then reality, it's not the way to handle anything in life. <laughs> like just to assume like, well, then if I say this, you're going to say this. And then they're like, how are you guessing what I'm going to say? Cause it's not right. Probably. But yeah. it's like, it's, it's rude Maybe to assume while, how someone's going to react because that would drive me insane if someone did it to me and I instinctively do it to people all the time. So like you said, when I, when you were just saying what you were saying is I was thinking, yeah, I'll, sometimes someone will ask me something. I won't give my real opinion because I think they're going to follow up with, well, well, why? Or that I know how they're going to rebut and then that'll get me more mad. And so I'm thinking six steps ahead when I don't even give them yeah. a chance to even have a civil version of the conversation. Cause I'm going, no, this is going to spiral out of control. You're going like worst case scenario already or just, Oh yeah. Like kind of taking it. Time, yeah. 
big time. I'm worst case scenario all the time. And that's, it's a debilitating thing sometimes. <clears throat> Can you live in the moment? No, <laughs> that's like a very broad, just generic question. No, I can't. It, it is hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at it. Dude. I have any time I've ever taken vacation. If I travel the day before I leave to go back home, start setting in, I start getting really antsy, anxious, depressed, confused, worried, like, like clockwork. The Oh man, the day before I go back to work, you know how many times I had called in to work because I was so anxious after a trip. So I think that people are like, then of course I assume people at work are like, oh, he's just trying to get an extra day off. But it's because I have crippling anxiety that when I come back from vacation, I came and make the step back. And I usually called in the day after a vacation because I'm so anxious that I can't even get to work. Ah, shit. That's a thing. It's like you gotta yeah. get you had to get yourself in the right mindset, or like, did you have to have like the itinerary, or like see see the path in front of you? The whole I'm just way like worried. Something? I'm worried that it's going to be that it's going to be tough, and I'm worried about like, you know, uh, am I working the right job? Am I doing the right things in life? And literally, all these thoughts would come through every time I get back from an extended vacation. And by extended, I mean like two days or more off, I would freak out when I had to go back to work because it was like the, the concept of like, am I at the right job? Am I doing the right occupation? What can I do? Should I go back to school? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like in all these things, just from going, having time away from work and enjoying kind of getting away from my problems, I'd come back and they would just completely crush me. And then the next day I'm not enjoying myself, but I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, okay, I couldn't go to work today. Like, we're going to go tomorrow. I'm going to figure it out. And it would work. Like I'd probably go back the next day a little bit better in a mindset. But for some reason, that first day back, I'd have crippling anxiety and not be able to go. And I would call in. Majority of my call-ins were not from being sick. They were from mental health issues. Like, and that sucks. Cause it's not really accepted. We, I mean, we like to think that we're making advances on it, but it's not really accepted. So you got to believe when I was a supervisor in that position, I didn't ask my adjuster shit. Like, Oh, you're calling in. All right. Good luck with whatever you're dealing with. My old company used to tell me we should ask what their symptoms are. We should ask if they're going right, to see yeah. a physician and all of that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And like, they were basically hint, hint, nudge, nudging to management of like, um, yeah, mental health days aren't a thing. So people need to have physical ailments and stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, that's what they're, they won't ever say it and they would never write it down, but that was a hundred percent what was relayed to us. And it's like, you're disgusting. I'm like, if you think mental health doesn't equate the same way as someone having to poop a lot, you know, like then, then, then everyone lied to me, then fine. I have the runs. I'm vomiting and shitting everywhere. That's mm -hmm. how I'm going to call in every day. Um, or you can just take my word that I'm not in a proper set to go into work, regardless of what that means. Yeah. Imagine you have diarrhea, but it's in your heart. Right. Heart and brain diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Heart diarrhea, brain constipation. Uh, <laughs> oh, someone wants a title of the episode. There you go. No, that's going to be actually my memoirs. Yeah. Oh, he's going to write it. He's going to do it. <laughs> yes. My play. That's my yes. 20 minute pre-play play. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Diarrhea hurts and mental constipation. All you had to do is talk about uh, your history of anxiety. All right. Um, I, I mean, I had to, I had a, a mini breakthrough last week. Cause I think I mentioned on the pod before, like I, like, well, I've been researching like fear of driving. Cause it's something that's developed in me in the last like decade or so. Cause I've had like borderline panic attacks, actually panic attacks while driving on like highways before. And it's the worst feeling ever. Cause it just exacerbates the feeling that you're going to die. And I don't know where it comes from, why. Um, but I've been watching a lot of videos on it and reading some therapy stuff. And I think the reason why is cause my first ever panic attack was while I'm, I was driving in Austin one time, like it was a mini, I didn't know it was a panic attack, but I went through it. And like over the last like 10 years or so, maybe a little more, that place has become like the source of like the panic or the anxiety. So when I'm in that space on like a highway, my body, my brain has like 
programmed itself to feel that like that fight or flight to start. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm coming to that realization now. So, um, and now I've realized like it's a form of agoraphobia where I feel like I don't have an escape. That's where it comes from, especially on a highway or something like that or driving. You know, if there's, if I feel like if there's not like a gas station or somewhere around me that I can't pull off of, I don't feel safe or something like that. Or I feel like constricted. Um, and now I just have to like do exposure and I've been better. I mean, it's crazy because I've driven across the country multiple times. <laughs> you know, I've been through all this shit, but it's, it's just sometimes it I know how to travel. Yeah. And I'm really good at driving. So I was driving around the lake, Wasco Lake, after doing a little kayak trip the other day. And there's that spot on Westlake Road where it's two lanes, but it's like going through trees and it's really tight and there's nowhere you can go. And I was like, I sort of had the, the premonitions of that moment where I start to like get that feeling. But I was, you know, recalling what I had been reading about. And I was like, okay. Like, I know what's going on right now. And then I was like, I was, I was like, well, the feeling of escape. And I was like, I kind of started to reframe my mind. I was like, well, I can go somewhere right in front of me. There's unlimited road right in front of me that I can just keep going. So it was like, I kind of like got myself to start, not that it's perfect, but I started thinking like, I'm always worried about going right, like veering off or going away or getting off of something or I should just be like, the path is right in front of me. And I, I like it. I like driving and I like being on the path, you know? And it's like, it kind of helped me get through that moment to see that. The path is forward right now. And that is a path. That is the way to move. And that is my way of getting out. And uh, being on this journey and moving forward is the way. Do you ever try to do It was the, an interesting um, thought. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, just, did I do what? I was going to say, did you ever try to, do you ever try to do the thing where they'd say to like, you know, drive a different way home from a destination or something like that, just to kind of go like, hey, I have this free will and and this isn't monotonous and this is like i literally if, if this you know because that like that might give you a sense of control because you're like no i'm turning here and that's not a problem and stuff like that so like yeah and it's almost easier to drive not knowing like having the maybe the map app up and not looking it up before like if i look it up before like i'm like i can see the roads i can see the highways i can see where the turns are and i'm like oh shit i might feel i might get anxious there you know it's that buildup of it whereas if i just go and like, just respond to the map, respond to the directions. You know, I don't have it because I don't know where I'm going to be, you know, but I've definitely taken, like I've dri driven to like a Syracuse store before and taken like an extra 20 minutes by just taking the scenic route just to avoid like going on 690 yeah. or overpasses or something like that. And I just got, you know, I got to get on. I'm just going to have to like do a three way drive one day or just get used to it. Cause some days are easy. Some days are not. I mean, I think. You know, my anxiety is a lot less these days, um, but it's not gone, obviously. Probably never will be. But I was I guess I was happy. It was a moment where I was like, I, I just visualized or I felt differently about the way I was going and just saw something different um, and appreciating that the road in front of me was a way out. And I was already on it. You know, I was already going the way I needed to go versus like looking for an escape to my on the outside of the periphery. And I was like, whoa, huh, dude. That a boy. That a boy. Take care of yourself. You know what? Take take care of yourself, Padawan. Have this one. Have this small victory, and maybe it'll produce something else. You know. <laughs> I just see you having like a Keanu moment where you just go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's kind oh, of a Ted right. Theater Logan like realization of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we touched on panic and anxiety again. I feel like we've, we've, you know, we haven't, you know, like we're just getting too comfortable. We're just, you know, really, you know, we we're men with hobbies. We like to write and make t-shirts to get everything <laughs> figured out. <laughs> it's just like, sometimes we forget where we came from, you know, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. you know, it's not all been a success. It's not all I am Jeff. I'm writing a play time. of uh, a pre-play play and uh, I make <laughs> uh, t-shirts and I've already named my memoirs. What did you do on a Thursday evening? Yeah. Yeah. Things are going really well. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Um, vague and East. Should we just uh, save I East mean, I've, I've filed my complaints with the board about recommending vague as a word. I'm like, congrats. Like that's, this is a, this is a word that I don't know how I'm supposed to react to this. You know, I'll save it. Cause I have a story about it. Vague. And it involves buying um, 
weed in Austin from somebody I didn't know and meeting them in a parking lot. Um, but it's just, it can be a regular story. It doesn't have to be like, uh, Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, um, a big thing, but maybe we'll just push it to next week. We'll keep it at a tight 30 here. Ooh, so close. Um, and, uh, next week's words we'll have recommended from pistachio kid. Um, don't mm-hmm. worry. East, East and vague. will be talking, you know, we'll, don't worry. These easy words all go into the, uh, the word jumble and get used again. That's how it works. Great. Um, but what do we have? Pistachio kid on YouTube rap trap crap, right? You wanted to go with the rhyming thing. Rap trap and crap. Well, crap. I mean, talk about a man who's got a dozen, we got nothing lo- locked and loaded stories. Yeah. Yeah. We got diarrhea hearts and constipation eyes or whatever. <laughs> It's diarrhea, heart, and brain <laughs> constipation. Yeah. All right. All right. Totally. Yeah. Well, maybe there's room for a sequel. There always is room yeah. for a sequel. It's 2023. At least a reboot. There's always, yeah. There's always room for number two. Oh.